Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. I'm Lisa Tate. What's up, guys? This is Joseph Benavidez, UFC Flyweight. Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing, and that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? Amazing. Radio. Welcome to It's Some Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. Welcome to a very special Sunday edition of It's Some Amazing Radio. I'm joined by the one, the only, Lavender Grooms. Hello, Bobby. And uh, I would like to say a very special and happy National Backyard Day, National Certified Nurses Day, and a premature and the reason why we're recording on sunday a happy persian new year's to you thank you i appreciate it uh yeah um we were thought we were going to do mike and mark tomorrow but uh mark can't really swing that so rather than mike doing as i promised last week deaf poetry jam by himself um we figured recordings uh sunday um was the way to go. Getting us ahead of the game of a lot of people who dropped their Monday morning post UFC pay per view podcasts. You know that we did. also also a bit of a throwback because I think for the first what maybe three years we did this podcast. We used to do it on Sundays. Yeah, uh, Mark, Steph, and I pretty tired. Mike annoyed that it was like one p.m. and he still can't fucking do anything on a Sunday. Um, <laughs> yeah, we did that way too long before realizing let's just do it. On Monday night, man. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's do it Monday night. Um, all right, boys and girls. Um, I think it's pretty clear what we're going to talk about today. Uh, UFC 286 um, happened uh, last night. Um, we are we are ahead of the game on our on our hot takes, Mike. I mean, we got no one to rip off, you know, about like there's their breakdown of what happened. It's just your my eyes, and we got our, we don't have our fight analyst here, so we really fucked this up. Right now, <laughs> just want to point that out. There's a real opportunity for us to just ruin any remaining, any little bit of credibility we have as a podcast right now. I think we, I think we chucked that out years ago. That's fair. Um, Mike, I think it would be appropriate for me to let out uh, one of these. I told you so. Now that wasn't to use directly, Mike. That was to the audience. And everybody in general, when I what did I say last week, Mike? Uh, who, who did I say was going to win this main event? This two-to-one underdog, you, huh? You were the only one to pick uh, Leon Edwards. How long have I been picking Leon Edwards in this fight? I think you've been picking him for a while. Yeah, pretty much since the last one ended. Um, I gave my reasons last week, including location of the fight, uh, Usman's age, statistically how how champions do in rematches after they'd lost their title in immediate rematches. I missed one, but Mike, give me my credit. I brought it up before the pay-per-view even started. I missed talking about... Go ahead. You missed talking about the fact that the last fight was in Salt Lake City, which, considering I have been there a bunch of times over the last 10 years, is at altitude, about 4,200 feet in the air. Yeah, and uh, Edwards didn't know where the fuck Utah was. And uh, Usman trains in Denver a lot of times. I don't know if he's there all exclusively, but I know he's there with, you know, fight camps. So he's honestly got a, quite a good gas tank in general. I know he was fading at the end of this fight, but 
I mean, that was a very grueling fucking fight that happened this time. Um, yeah, Leon, um, the fight itself, Mike, I think it was the end of the first round where I was just like, oh, Leon's going to probably win this. Um, battering with leg kicks, body shots. It was a real concerted effort for Leon to attack the lower the body and leg kicks to, quite frankly, make the grappling difficult for Kamaru and make movement in general difficult. And just standing on their feet, I think you saw just how good of a kickboxer Leon is. I think people forget that. Yep. I think after I think the last fight, people just thought this dude was getting like it was somehow indicative of the other like the man's on a what twelve fight unbeaten streak or something. He has a no contest in there, but like how we got here was Leon Edwards being just excellent on his feet. You know, people bring up that Diaz fight where he got nailed in the last minute of a. 25-minute fight, but the 24 minutes before that, just putting on a clinic. So, Leon Edwards, um, when it was all said and done, uh, we had some, I mean, let's get into the third round, I guess, before we talk about scorecards. Third round, um, Usman was kind of had his back, kind of, like, kind of like side. He had like body lock control against the cage. Try to get a takedown. Leon just grabbed the fucking fence. The just oldest trick in the book. Jose Aldo style fence grab. All right. Um, Herb Dean took a point away, which was right. Um, they don't restart you where you were. Because I guess the uh, logic is that your punishment was the point grab. We had an incident like a week ago with Davey Grant where the same shit happened where he did like a blatant like fence grab and they like, or he did something where they had to like restart them on their feet and then Davey won the fight. I'm wondering if this is going to become a tactic because you're just like, fuck it. I'm going to punt this situation um, and just get out of it. But third round, I think on, I mean, let's just talk about the scorecards, I guess. Um, I had the first, second, fourth, and fifth for Leon. And the third was a 10-8 for Usman because he won the round, I thought. And he um, got the X, and then Edwards lost a point. You had the same thing I did, except the second round you had for Usman. Um, 90% of Let me just check. Yeah, I had the second round 10-9 for Usman. Okay, so 90% of scorecards, and I'm looking at them now, um, actually, had pretty much one of those two results. It was, like, majority were, at, like, the, the, the in terms of the scorecards also for the media, looks like about 60% for Edwards, 30% draw, and, like, two people had it for Usman, which I don't know how you score the fight for Usman, honestly, because he definitely lost 1-4-5. and five. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. one, of the, one of the judges, I think, gave the fourth to Usman, which don't really... I didn't understand that. But he gave the third to Edwards. And the, I thought the fourth round was when I was just like, oh, Leon's definitely winning this fight. Like, I thought Leon was going to win the fight. First round over, I'm like, he's going to win. Second round, I thought Leon won, but it was closer. The second round was a very close round. Um, you and I were talking as it was going, because I think we both recognized this is probably going to come down to the scorecards. You know, it became clear. And you had it for Usman, which I was like, yeah, maybe. That was close. Actually, based off my scorecard, I had it a draw. Yeah. Oh, you mean just the second round? Second round, Apologies. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I don't know how anybody had it for Usman, to be honest. Like, I didn't understand that scorecard. Um, third round, it was over. I was just like, all right, well, it's – I'm like, it's either a draw right now. It's either like two – It's either 9-9 nine, nine or a 10-8. Yeah, yeah so then like going into the fourth – I remember because going into the fourth and fifth, I'm like, a draw is on the table. If the second round went for Usman – uh, like a draw could be on the table if Leon wins the next two, which he did for people with eyes. Um, 
I think, though, in general, we can say if we were looking at the fight as a whole, which isn't how we score a fight card, any fight anyway, you even who had it as a draw, you're like, well, Leon won the entirety of this thing. Like, probably, right? You, you, you'd have to go with that, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Just, I didn't think, I mean, well, what do you think coming out of it? Did you think anything like Usman's washed or anything? Because that wasn't my thought as much as, man, Leon's better than anybody's giving him credit for. No, no, no. I don't think it's that Usman's washed. Um, as you had mentioned earlier, Leon Edwards hasn't lost in about 11 fights. Uh, I don't know how many years that translates to, but he hasn't lost in a long time. Since he lost so, to Usman, basically. His yeah. last loss. <laughs> uh, so that you know, that shows you Edwards is a pretty good fighter. I mean, he's not champion for, for nothing. Um, I think it's more that Leon had a great game plan. Maybe it took almost... Two, it took two whole fights for him to perhaps figure out Usman, but it seems like he did. He had a great game plan. He stuck to it. As we've mentioned before, Usman has a lot of knee problems. He He's previously mentioned that he can't do road work um, because of how messed up his knees are. And Edwards, he went to town basically all fight. Just uh, peppering in leg kicks wherever he could. And you could start seeing the effects of them by the fourth round where the takedowns that Usman was trying to get, they were a bit slower, a bit more labored. Part part of that is because of the leg kicks. The other was he did seem to start to gas by by the fourth or fifth round. Mm-hmm. So, shoot, I forgot what your question was. Just that he didn't look like he did. I didn't come out of that. It wasn't like... I didn't come out of this thinking we're going to see a Tyrone Woodley stall fall off a cliff, necessarily. No, um, I, I don't think that at all. Mm. Um, is his time as champion over? Like, as his time as a as a title contender over? I don't want to say that yet, um, because even though Edwards won, it wasn't... It wasn't an overwhelming victory. It's entirely possible that if perhaps they were to fight again a year from now, maybe Usman has the better game plan. Maybe he adjusts. He has pretty good coaches. Honestly, I I don't think we're going to see this one again, barring some – because it's such a deep weight class, which it being as deep as it is and what they're talking about is kind of mind-numbing. By the way, shout-out to Usman. Did you catch his post-fight interview with DC? Or not DC. Was it DC? Uh, yes. Or was it Bisping? I believe it was DC. Why wasn't it Bisping? They're in fucking know. England. Um, but I thought he was such a class act and said, man, you guys got yourselves a really good champion. He's a fellow brother. You know, he was just like. I heard that, yeah. I like that. And he was just like, great game plan. Everything he said was, <laughs> Kamaru's a real class act. I know people gave him a bunch of sh- I mean, look, there's stuff I don't like because this is this sport and motherfuckers are hanging out with the warlords. Um, hell, the guy in the co-main event. I was waving the Justin Gaethje flag for fucking five years before he made it to the UFC. He's a fucking moron too. But Kamaru and also the whole like when he showed up not wearing shirts with jackets thing. Someone said Kamaru. No, that, was, dre- that was badass. Someone said Kamaru dresses like a rapper's girlfriend, and I said that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> you put it together. But I don't know. Those are some haters. Yeah, Bobby. but like if, if you had an eight pack. You wouldn't be wearing a shirt. Ever. I mean, I just wouldn't wear the jacket at all. Just no shirt entirely. Exactly. Um, but like Kamara was a, I mean, he might go down as the second greatest welterweight of all time right now. I don't know. We're all talking about it, but who's after GSP? Is the conversation? Is it Hughes? Is it Woodley? Is Either it Kamara? You know, I think he might have had more title defenses. I think than Woodley ultimately. Um, 
So either way, um, but yeah, he has not lost a fight since he lost to Usman in their first fight in 2015, Leon Edwards. Uh, the only, that's 11 wins and uh, one no contest. And the no contest was against Bilal, which he was, no offense, he was beating up Bilal. Like Bilal was not doing super hot. Bilal, obviously that was, Bilal might have win now, I don't know. We should probably talk, we're going to talk about that in a second here, but. I guess before we get into like what's next, Leon Edwards. I mean, what do you? It's I. I kind of came out of this whole thing thinking, Mike, that like he feels very comfortable being the champion. Like there's a sense of confidence about him. Like that, it almost like the moment he gave that. Remember when he won and he gave and people think Leon Edwards has got no charisma, um, and he talks with an accent and it's hard for people to understand a little bit the accent he has, but like from the moment he got the the belt around his waist and was grabbing the microphone and was saying, you know, I shocked the world, headshot bang. Seems like he's really comfortable in his position as champion. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like people say the stuff like, does the belt make a guy or a guy makes the belt? I really think he's, but the same way Kamaru was a great champion, I think like Leon looks comfortable holding the belt and he was so confident all week that nothing that anybody was saying seemed to bother him. He didn't give a fuck that he was a two to one underdog. And I just yeah. came out overall very much impressed by Leon Edwards this week. What'd you think? Yeah, no, he, uh, I think he carried himself uh, like a champion. He seemed very comfortable the, this whole week. There didn't seem to be, didn't seem to be any nerves. And I think that after the fight, he, I think it was a time to shine. Obviously, he was in England, so he was in his backyard. Mm. But he, he led the audience in, in a chant of headshot dead. Mm. Uh, that was, that was pretty funny, even though, you know, it was a decision victory, but yeah. whatever. But besides that, I I think he can come into his own. Um, that's just and those are just stupid Americans who can't understand them. His accent is not that bad. It's not like he's out here with a Cockney accent or something. It's like and like uh, I think he, Kamara said something at the pre-fight press conference. I forgot what it was. Where he was trying to like brag to Leon, like what what happened to you? Like what was going on in the what happened in those middle rounds and stuff? And then like Leon's like, what happened at the end of the fight? I put my shin across your forehead. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, damn. <laughs> um, I I was just it's a really good high-level fight. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was a chance this might be boring. Because even I thought Leon was going to win. I thought it would, like, it may not be great. I thought for a close fight, it was very entertaining for a five-round decision overall. Right. You know, it was hard to combat what happened in the main, co-main event. Um, all right, let's talk about what's next. Because... Weigh-ins are happening on fucking Friday, and all of a sudden, no, they're just like Colby Covington is weighing in as a backup. Was that was that ever announced? Oh no, it wasn't. And Bilal apparently is just like Bilal Muhammad is like he turned down a fight with me at this event, and he's gonna just weigh in. Just like he doesn't want to fight, he just wants to weigh in. And then like Colby apparently said like, oh, they called me like three days ago. I cut eighteen pounds, and Leon yeah, Edwards well, camp immediately was just like, we've known about this for three weeks. That Colby that, that is the backup. Like, wh- why do you lie about things people can check? I don't, I don't he's, get it. Honestly, he's a really good fighter. Colby, he's like a really good fighter. He's a reason he's top five. And it's just like, look, they're arresting the guy your gimmick is based off of on Tuesday. All right, allegedly. <laughs> All right, anyway. And then, like, after the fight, like, they're trying to, like, Colby's, they're showing Colby in the crowd. And they're, like, they're trying to get him to touch at that Colby because the UFC's trying to book something. And Leon's just like... Yeah, man, okay, whatever. Why is he, like, Leon didn't, Leon dismissed him entirely, basically. 
And then after the fight, God bless Leon, because Leon's just like, I don't understand that fight because this guy hasn't fought in a year. And he didn't beat a top five guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bilal is implying heavily, not implying, he's saying it. He's saying that the UFC is going to give this guy a title shot in exchange for him dropping charges against Jorge Masvidal. Um, let me be abundantly clear about this. I think Leon Edwards beats Colby Covington's ass. Because I don't I think Colby Covington is worse than Kamara Usman everywhere. I don't know if he can't get him down. I think his running straight at a guy, putting pressure on him, I think with someone as technical as Leon, Leon's gonna beat him up. Personally. I could be wrong. Wish Mark was here, because Mark's a big fan of Colby's style as well. And yeah, we're the way Colby fights, we're all on board. Like get in your fucking face, put pressure on you. Use your grappling, use your striking, just pressure, pressure, pressure. I don't think that fight goes well for him. Yeah. Putting that aside, I don't think he deserves the fucking fight. He had, he's had two title fights in his last four fights. What you want? What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Like, Gilbert Burns is fighting Jorge Masvidal in two weeks. Gilbert Burns wins. Give it to Gilbert Burns. Like, we can't give it to Kamzat, right? We learned that last night, Mike, correct? Yeah, because he's uh, scheduled to be moving up to middleweight in October. Wow, that's so long for Well, now. I think they're in Abu Dhabi, right? That's the shit? Ah. By okay. the way, do you, like, anybody was like, why should he go up to welterweight? He missed weight by. A shit ton. Seven, was it? Eight yeah. pounds? Like. When when you're closer to, wait, what? Yeah, when it, you're closer to the next weight class. You're in the middle somewhere. I think. But, like, yeah. I don't. Okay, what are we doing here? What's with the Colby thing? What do you what, justify it to me? Can you? Oh, I have to justify. Can you? It I'm just, can you justify it? Um, I can make I can make a go at it. I can make a go at it. Just give me one sec while I pull up the rankings because I was thinking about this yesterday, as um uh, as we were talking about this. All right, so here's how you can justify it. Leon Edwards just won the rubber match against Usman, who's at least for right now, still considered number one contender. Colby, for whatever reason, is considered number two. Kamza, who's at three, is moving up to middleweight. All right? So Gilbert Burns is scheduled to fight um, Jorge Masvidal in two about weeks. two weeks. Right? So perhaps you could give it to Gilbert Burns if he wins. But we don't know that yet. Mm. That's another reason why maybe you should wait. Does Shavkat deserve a title shot yet what if jorge beats gilbert burns it's unlikely I'm, he's a four to one underdog so right now you asked me to make a case for why colby oh should get sorry the go ahead shot. go ahead okay so no comes up balls off the table especially if you consider that he, he's fighting he's shavkat know, apparently now they're saying you see that shit i just saw that like they're they're booking Bilal versus Shafkat for some reason, but go ahead. Sorry, sorry, I, I meant to say Bur Burns is off the table right now because he's mm. fighting Jorge. Apparently now Bilal is off the table because he's fighting Shafkat. Mm. So that really only leaves Colby Covington because the next person in the rankings is Stephen Thompson. No, that's not it. So you did your best there. That was reasonable. Um, I think there's I don't no believe that. The, I, I don't think he I, should let me tell you. I swear to God, okay. Gilbert Burns wins. He deserves it more than Colby. I'll even say this. I don't care that Colby beat Jorge Masvidal, okay? All right? Jorge Masvidal wins. Leon Edwards has been sitting on the fact that he got sucker punched for three years, right? And also also consider this, Bobby. Mm. 
Don't think of it as a meritocracy, because remember, this is the UFC at this point. So also consider it from the UFC's eyes. I don't know why Dana isn't considering it this way. Which person would get you the most views? If Jorge wins, you can just, in their world, you can just by giving them the title shot. Jorge is still a much bigger draw than Colby Covington. Colby Covington and Kamaru Usman's pay-per-view, both title fights, ate shit on pay-per-view buys. Both of them. Okay? Both of them. The UFC punted the whole, fucked up the whole Colby thing three years ago when they didn't book Tyron versus him when they should have. When they, sh- yeah. they waited until Tyron was washed to book that fight too. Just all Everything's timing with this stuff. Um, all right. Conor McGregor said if he wins against Michael Chandler, he wants a title shot. Let's just both be honest with ourselves. If Michael Chandler and, Col- and, and the timing works out, they're not going to pass on an English, a guy from, Eng- a guy, I know he's from Jamaica, but like, a an English, a guy carrying an English flag versus a guy holding, carrying an Irish flag. That shit's going to be at fucking Wembley, right? Like, we're not going to punt that one. Are no, we? no, no. Yeah, no, okay. No. That's, okay. Um, I don't understand the Colby thing. I think Bilal deserves it more than, I, there's so much talent in this weight class, right? Like, what, what? If you guys want Bilal, where I mean, we're going to go to England so we can say a bunch of racist shit, racist stuff about Jamaicans. Like, what? Why do we have to? Why do we have to stay on this ride? Like I thought, the ride ended, like on January two thousand twenty-one. Well, mm-hmm. maybe Bilal Muhammad. Uh, maybe he's not wearing a tinfoil hat. Maybe, maybe Colby is holding. Yeah, they're really gonna make Bilal over. fight Shafkat. I saw that, and I was just like, if I'm Bilal, I'm less like, what's the point of me having scumbag Ali Abdulaziz as my manager? When he guys Ali blows the UFC constantly. Can we get? Can I get some fucking help here? Like, can, like, can, can Ali do his job? But, <laughs> what are uh, we doing? Ali's, uh, but Bilal's not a big enough uh, client for Ali, I guess. We're both dismissing Islam calling out Leon, right? To, saying Leon has to fight. Leon should fight him in Abu Dhabi in six months. Like, yeah, yeah. Islam's got one. Islam's got the same number of title defenses as as Leon does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, okay. We're on the same page there. Um, I, If you had your druthers, what do you want to see? Uh, I would I would like to see Jorge versus Leon. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I don't watch the sport thinking of it as a meritocracy. If he wins, I'm of think- course, right? We're saying if he three. wins. Yeah. Yes, if he wins. Honestly, um, you beat Gilbert Burns. I- How do you even deny him it? Like Again... What I want to see doesn't have anything to do with who deserves it. Mm. It's just what gives me the most opportunity to see people trying to smack each other in a press conference. And that's Leon Edwards versus Jorge Masvidal. He he would beat Le- Jorge Masvidal's ass. Right? Oh, yeah. Jorge Masvidal. His, his time in the sun has, has passed. Okay. By the way, I don't think Conor McGregor would win the 170-pound championship. But if he was going to do it against a guy who definitely won't take him down is the only chance he has, right? Yeah. No, that's very true. By the way, before we get into the co-main event, the Conor McGregor versus USADA stuff is like my favorite storyline of the week. I've been I've been half paying attention to that. Why Why has he been out of shape? Well, basically, he's like, yeah, I think I just take to get two clean tests and I can fight. And uh, I'm talk- I have a meeting scheduled with USADA. And USADA's like, we have no meeting scheduled. He's got to do six months of tests. And Conor's just like, the fuck do you think you are? And then Dana White's like, I don't get involved in that. Uh, it's not my problem. Look, I, I just, he's going to get a waiver. Like, I, 
I, when USADA first showed up, I know I was in favor of it. I think you or me were both in favor of it. Yeah, At yeah, this yeah. point, I don't think they're stopping anybody from doing anything. Really? Because I still refuse to believe when these dudes are in these remote parts of the world that they're really drug testing them. Like, this is the same, like, everything's on the up and up. I just... Yeah, yeah, I agree. We all saw Icarus, right? Like, come on, man. Also, like, Luke Thomas was telling me, like, he was, he was telling me, he was like, he mentioned on his show that how um, studies have shown that, like, pretty much when you're trying to implement a policy like this, all you're really doing is making sure the poor fighters suffer because if you have money, you just hire a chemist to make, like, a custom thing for you that is not, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not going to get picked up. And, like, anyway, um, if I'm Leon, I somehow get the Conor McGregor fight, right? Like, he's cheering on Conor McGregor and the whole fucking USADA. <laughs> like, you get Conor to fight Chandler in July. We fight again in fucking, like, November in New York City or something, right? Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, if, if he if he's trying to get paid, yes. If he wa- Look, if he's trying to get paid, number one's Conor McGregor. Number two is Jorge Masvidal. Like, number three, I guess, is Colby. I agree. Maybe. I don't know if Colby sells that many more paper. I mean, I guess he sells more pay-per-views than Gilbert Burns. Watch he ends up having to fight Shaftcat next. Don't. By the way, don't make Leon fight anywhere else but the UK until he's not the champion. Right? Like, let's wake up. Let's get that fucking prick up. Um, Patty. Let's get Patty up. Let's get Tommy Aspinall's healthy now. Molly's coming off vacation. Get Molly. Let's get them all. Get, 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 give her a tomato can. Let's just book this all for fucking October. Like, this is book, uh, whatever, November. You're going back to the UK, uh, September, something like that. Like, you have a, you have an English champion. They're, we're not going to fight other places. And maybe now that he's your champion and you know he's your champion, maybe you can actually sell the fact that this motherfucker's dad was involved with shady stuff and got murdered when he was 13 years old. And then Leon was in, was, was drug dad? dealing, street fighting. He, had, he got, uh, like, knife possession he got arrested for. Before he found MMA and got his life together. How can they not sell this shit? Because they didn't try yet, right? Well, I was going to say because it's the UFC. Yeah, we can't try. We can't. So we can't sell a guy, any, any sort of guy building himself back up, huh? Building himself nah, up and nah, growing nah, nah. and, you know, because, you know, he just, because we don't like him. We're holding a grudge. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no fun in that, man. Come on. Yeah, okay. I just think if you can't sell Leon Edwards, you're f- something's wrong with you. Just anyway. Um, and Kamaru, man, whatever he wants to do, honestly, yeah, Kamaru, I mean, that's what, the one what's, what's next for Kamaru. If he's really, if he's like, in, I'm going to get, I'm going like, he's, I don't think he's tall enough to move up and like, unless he, if he wants to go up and have like fun fights at middleweight and shit, cool. But if he's still trying to be a contender and stuff, I mean, what did, uh, who, who did, um, who did Shafkat just beat? Uh, wasn't it Jeff Neal? I was gonna say, has he beaten up Jeff Neal yet? I was gonna say, if you give him like Jeff Neal, maybe. Uh, Neil Neil Magny, Jeff Neal and Neil Magny. No, it was it wasn't Neil. It was, it was Jeff Neal. It wasn't Neil Magny. No, it was uh oh, it was Neil Mag. No, it was Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal, yeah. Yeah, it was Jeff Neal. Um, you give him one of those guys. I don't. know. I mean, look, I'm trying to see the rankings. If you want to give him somebody like Delitze, that's middleweight. Sorry. Um, Jeff Neal makes sense. Maybe the maybe if uh, he already beat up Jorge twice, and he already beat Gilbert Magny. That depends what we're trying to do. To be honest, there, there's not very much for Kamaru in this division. 
See, because um, he had to beat 10 motherfuckers to get the title shot. Yeah. <laughs> I get Luke, if he hasn't beat Luke up. If he's still trying to get probably for a title, he's got to go fight like... Well, what if Kamaru tomorrow is just like, give me Kamzat at 170? Just fucking lays his nuts out there. That'd be a sick fight. Yeah, but Kamzat, Kamzat's already going out to middleweight. Yeah. Is he... It doesn't matter who's winning Izzy versus Fajeda anymore if Kamzat's coming just to take him down and beat their ass. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Maybe maybe Kamzat will be a little undersized at 185. I like Kamzat just doesn't want to fight Bobby Knuckles. He thinks he's nice. He doesn't want to fight Bobby Knuckles. And that's the fight I literally want to see for him at 185. Oh, but that's that's so cocky. He's like, oh, he's nice. I don't want to smash him. Like, well, fuck it, you. Honestly, that's the fight. I'd, if I want to see any fight for Kamzat at 185, it's Bobby Knuckles. That's number one. Number two is uh, uh, the guy who thinks he's the guy. What's the guy with the half with the weird homophobic racist stuff? He's got a two guns for checking the mail. Help me out. I hate uh, to put him out. Sean Brady? There, no, uh, no, Sean, no Brady. Sean Strickland. There Sean we go. Strickland. Mostly because I just want to see that happen. Like, I would enjoy that. Um, all right, co-main event. Um, Justin Gaethje and Rafael Fizev had a Justin Gaethje fight, which... I was a little disappointed in Fazave getting roped into it. I thought he was going to be better than that. But then again, I mean, it was an excellent fight. I'm not complaining about it. It was the fight of the night. I thought Fazave won first two rounds, but the sec I think it was the second round that was so close that I was like, whatever, bro. I knew where it was headed. I'm like, I know where this is going. And then the third round, Gaethje won, not 10-8. Um, right. Looks like scorecards are 2-1 to one for Gaethje. Not a robbery by any means. My dude needed that win, though. Fizave needed that win. Yeah. Fizave, because Gaethje's like, I want to fight Poirier and Oliveira. And I'm like, these motherfuckers just keep fighting the same people. Fine. Whatever. You know, fight one of them. I don't care. Um, what, I mean, it was a good fight. I don't, I, I don't even know what to say about Gaethje fights anymore because, like, you, like, it was an awesome fight. We know what it looked like. Mm -hmm. You know, he f made Fizave bleed all over the place. What do, you, what do you got besides that? <laughs> uh, not very much. Um, it was a it was an excellent fight. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Um, and I think that was a, this is a classic case of you see the picture of one guy, you see the picture of the other. Who won this fight? And if you were just going based off that, you would say Gaethje won by a country mile. Because Jesus, Fizay's face was fucked up after this fight. Yeah, under the uh, Diaz scoring criteria, it was a fucking 30-24, if you want to score like that. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, Justin, though, bounced back from loss to Oliveira, which was a uh, title fight. And that was he hadn't fought in 10 months. He's taken more time between fights, which is probably, for his style, the best. Because I like how open Justin is about, like, yeah, eventually I'm just not going to be able to do this. He says, this is, yeah. I'm hurting myself long term. I know. It's going to be short end. It's going to be a rough ending for me, basically. So, Fizave, I don't know, man. Let's get him back, I guess. He was. He went into this one at six. Don't think he drops off too much. Um, Gamrot, maybe? I don't know. Or like, what did they just announce? They just announced a badass one at 155. Oh, they announced uh. Moicano versus uh, Sarukian, Armin Sarukian. Ooh, I Bro, like that. This lightweight, and like 170 to 125, every fucking fight you make in the top 10 like is just like, just has, killers. What, has there ever been a time in the last, like, I feel like for the last 15 years, 
lightweight has been one of the deepest divisions in the UFC. Like there's there's times a lot of the other divisions they'll go through lean periods. When was the last time that happened with lightweight? You know the problem is uh, since BJ Penn lost the belt to Frankie Edgar. Oh, there it is. So here's the thing. And that's what, been about. I, I think years, 170 has, was that deep. 145 was always deep. 135 is deep. 125 became deep. I think it's hard for the division to look deep when the champion is fucking people up. And like yeah, GSP was beating everybody's ass. BJ won like three title fights. And because he was going, he kept trying to go up. Every one of Frankie's title fights were wars. Every one yeah. of Bendo's title fights were fucking wars. Like, and then who was after that? Like Pettis held on to it for a minute. Uh, and then like Dosanio's fights were wars. Eddie Alvarez lost to Connor. And then, you know, Khabib had like two it's no one's holding on to these belts that long. Khabib had what, two title defenses? Three? Do, Dos Anos's reign, was that right before Usada? I mean It yeah, was, right? I mean, that, that camp had him and Verdum with unlimited stamina for a minute there. Yes. <laughs> I think like because I think because like lightweight hasn't had a guy just run the show for a long time because even Khabib was two or three title defenses and he was taking eight months off at the time in between for some reason. Um, like I think it's easy and even like one forty five was always full of savages, but Jose Aldo was just like every four months beating dudes' asses. You know, I think it's just the way it is. Like right, I mean, right now when you get new champions too, it makes it look even more like that. Like. Islam has been champion for what eight months, mm -hmm. you know. Leon's been champion for like eight nine months, and I don't even know the hundred forty five. For one hundred forty five, I think is just I don't know. Maybe it's because Max and Alex were fighting each other so much. Everybody's like, man, there's other good guys too, you know. <laughs> and one thirty five <laughs> fucking champion changes every fucking you know, and no one gave Aljo any credit along the way. So, um, Gunnar Nelson buzzsawed Brian Barberina. Like, that was, that arm bar, I, I like when Gunnar Nelson doesn't fight like he's about, his nap time. Like, he just <laughs> looks like he just woke up a lot of times. Um, no, he, uh, he came out firing in this one. Like, he looked, he, like, he was well aware of the clock, it felt like, too. Where, like, he went for that arm bar with, it was like 15 seconds, and he's like, I'm fucking going for it. And got it with, like, like eight seconds left in the round. I like that the way he set it up was that, he, I think he hit Barbarina, I think, with an elbow. Mm -hmm. And Barbarina started, like, he lifted his arm. To, like, defend. Like, defend it. <laughs> and Gunner was just like, oh, I'll take that. And just very quickly got into the armbar position. It was very slick. I think someone pointed out that, like, in his last four fights, Barbarina was getting taken down, like, six times a fight. And it was just like, when I'm going into it, I'm just like, oh, should I pick? And I was going to take Gunner by, like, finish. But I was like, man, I've seen Gunner just, like, Lay on top of two money motherfuckers and be a blanket for 15 minutes. Um, that was a big win for him, man. He's not fighting that frequently, but Gunner's still like he's only, he's 34. It's a tough weight class, but he's still a guy. You mm -hmm. know, he's he doesn't really lose to bad people either. I'm looking at his you know losses. I mean, his last he he won two straight. Before that, he lost to Burns and Edwards, and it was a split to Edwards. So great anyway. win after a year off, though. Yeah, big one. Um, Jennifer Maya, Casey O'Neill. Um, seemed like we got to the let's we we got to the you know checkpoint here with uh, Casey O'Neill coming off of a knee injury. That's a tall task beating Jennifer Maya. Uh, she definitely asked for it. 
Jennifer Maya doesn't lose to anybody bad. And I also thought Jennifer Maya, Mike, really put it on. Her, was more active than she normally is. Because Jennifer mm -hmm. Maya is going to decision either way. Really was putting it on Casey. Um, Casey's got to go learn from this. She's still, what, 25? She's highly marketable for how the UFC markets female fighters, which is me just saying she's attractive, and that's the only way they know how to uh, promote female fighters. She's, I think she's Australian or Scott. I don't know. What she, she's Australian and British, but she was born in Scotland. There's a lot going on with Casey O'Neill. Uh, she's only nine and one now. Um, there's a lot. Still pretty good. Yeah, she'll be back. Um, she's training over at Extreme Couture. It's a good gym over there they got, man. I mean, they got the, well, no longer heavyweight champion, but lineal heavyweight champion, a couple other guys. Vittoria and Delice. Um, I, I, you and me made a pretty strong case for why this line is bullshit last week. We were proved correct. Um, Vittori won. Uh, I didn't think he won. It was a very close fight, though. It was very, very close. That judge who scored at 30-27 is the same judge who gave Justin Gaethje a 10-8 round. We probably shouldn't let him score fights. Delice, Delice, he 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 has some stopping power in those hands. There were there were a lot of shots that he hit Vittori with that, you know, it, it, it stopped Vittori right in his tracks. I thought it was a pretty close fight as well. Yeah, it was pretty much 50-50 split on um, who people thought won. Well, fan voting, a little bit more for Delice, but that's also like, you know, People get angry. You know, that's who goes and votes. The pissed off people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, fan, but in terms of uh, media scoring, it was about 50-50. I thought it was crazy close. I thought it was really, really close. First round was clearly for Delice. Second round, mm, I think it was, I'm trying to remember what my scorecard was. Third round was the one that I thought Delice won and people gave it to, like, Vittori, I don't know, taking on the judges' scorecard. Second round was Vittori. It's a really good fight. And um, I think Delice shouldn't lose any place in the standing because I if he was worse he was marginally worse right from the undercard uh Jack Shore took care of business rear naked choke a lot of hype behind uh Jack Shore um I thought honestly Macwin Emmercani gave him more trouble than he should have for a guy who's you know but I guess you know coming off of that loss to Ricky Simone his first career loss big win for Matt uh, for Jack Shore is only 28 years old the Welsh fighter um, Sam Patterson got knocked out so bad by Yano Ashmov. He was fighting ghosts for like a minute afterwards. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that was real bad. Um, we got to pay attention to Yano Ashmov though. That oh, was, yeah. Because uh, there was a lot of talk behind Patterson. He was a three to one favorite. Mikhaev, Muhammad Mikhaev's knee probably is the size of a bowling ball today. And yet somehow he still won. Yeah, Still undefeated, did not refuse to tap out to that knee bar, ended up coming back and getting a fucking finish. Neck crank with 30 seconds left in the third round on uh, Jafel Filo. Filo was in that fight, man. Was in that fight. Um, From the undercard, big win for Jake Hadley, big win for, oh, Justin, uh, Christian Duncan, Mike, really, we didn't get to see what we wanted to see there. Yeah, so I started watching the prelims, I think, after the Juliana Miller fight, mm -hmm. um, and I was half paying attention as I was cleaning my apartment, but I, I remember I sat and watched this fight because I just heard Michael Bisping just slurping Christian Duncan, not Christian Duncan, um, oh yeah, wow, there's two, 
There was yeah, two Chris. I bet on the There's wrong Chris, Chris Duncan, Duncan the first and a time. Christian Duncan. Bro, I had I, I was trying to say Chris Duncan's fight wasn't gonna go to decision, <laughs> and I chose the wrong fucking Chris Duncan. So I had to go back and do it again. And it didn't matter because Juliana Miller was in the fucking parlay and it all went to shit twice, basically. Minus 400 and you get your ass whooped. Bro, well, let's just talk about that. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Vanessa Macedo or Vanessa Hardy, name Macedo. That wasn't close. Juliana Miller, there's a lot of talk. behind. There's a lot of hype behind Juliana Miller, but ultimately, what, four and one going into this, I think? Um, yeah. She got audited there, buddy. She got audited. Uh, she's 26 years old. You, you got to go make some adjustments. That was not good. Um, you got to grapple someone with the last name Hardy. Sorry. That was, it had to be done. That insult, Mike, had to be done. Um, sorry, Dan. I love Dan Hardy, by the way. I miss him on the UFC broadcasts. He's going to be really good on PFL. That's a good job for him. Um, I bet, I thought I'll bet money against Joanne Wood. Because. Um, Wish she hadn't done that. She's, she's talking about retirement. I didn't feel good about it because you know how much I love JoJo. We all love yeah, JoJo. I love JoJo. I forgot the fight was in the fucking UK. I'll be honest with you. Um, and then she looked real angry at the weigh-ins. And I'm like, JoJo normally doesn't look this angry or confident. Uh-oh. And uh, the split was nonsense. She won that fight. Uh, one second. Did that Sutherland guy give all... <laughs> Is that another one this dude messed up? One moment. If it was Sutherland again, where no, do you, it wasn't. Where do, you, where do you so quickly see the... The judges' scorecards. Oh, MMADecisions.com. God bless these people. Excellent, excellent, excellent uh, website. Um, All in all, Mike, I thought it was a pretty good card. I had a really good time watching it. Um, Main card was for a fight, for a main card with four decisions, they were good fights. I thought the (laughs) the delete save Vittori. They were very entertaining. Yeah. Um, Not really any boring fights that I saw. Yeah, I did. I was pretty good going with the, the entire card. I was having a good time. Um, we got some point deductions here or there. Um, fight of the night, Gaethje and Fazave. Performances to Jake Hadley um, and um, and Gunnar Nelson. Um, I thought maybe Leon would get one, maybe, but they're not going to. He didn't get a finish, so what are you going to do? UFC is back next week. They're going to be in San Antonio, Texas in front of people. By the way, Dana White's saying, they're like, oh, we're going to go on the road a bit more. The Apex is getting a little bit crowded. And everybody's like, yeah, man. Yeah. Maybe put some, yeah, let's fucking go. You got a fucking 500-person roster. Let's put the good fighters on the cards. Let's let's do this. And quite frankly, this one is not bad at all, this card coming up. We'll get into that in a moment. Um, but, Mike, something else that happened on the broadcast. In addition to apparently Tom Holland being there, and I, I oh shit, Spider Man! Oh, was Zendaya with him? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see this part. My girlfriend was because like messaging I, me. I, I, I said did that see. Oh. I did see the paparazzo. They uh they took a picture of Tom Holland with his girlfriend Zendaya and Tom Holland's parents walking the other day. So, you know, it's going serious for them. Maybe. Uh, there was uh Anya. I got a messed her name. Anya Taylor Joy was there. Cool, cool. Um, I wrote these shit down. One second. Uh, there were a couple. Oh, uh, Maisie Williams, aka oh yeah, Maisie uh, Williams Stark was there. Was yes, there. Maisie Williams was there. Daniel Kuleli. Yeah, that was the other one. Um, some guy named Frankel from uh, House of the Dragon. His last name was Frankel. He's on House of the Dragon. Um, Ooh. I don't watch that show. Sorry. Uh, I don't know the uh, uh, I don't know the actors like that. So 
Yeah, I don't, I don't watch the show, so here we are. Um, they had a bunch. I, I do like that we're at the point, and it's been like that for a few years now, where they show the celebrity, and the crowd's just like, I don't fucking care. Then they show the UFC fighter, no matter who it is, and people fucking mix it. Like it's like, hey, we got like fucking Yuri Pro. I think Yuri was there, maybe. Yuri might have been there, and Yuri, they show Yuri, and people are like, fuck yeah, Yuri's here. They show any UFC fighter, people are like, yay or boo. You know, they show David Spade, people are like, I'll give a fuck. Sorry, David Spade. Yeah, David David Spade is, uh, you know, he's a uh, he's a real he's one. old news. He's a real yeah. one though, man. He was he, he, he you David Spade's a real one when it comes to fans. Anthony Kiedis is a real one. Apparently, Michael Jackson was going to fights. Uh, they'd Michael he, Jackson. He, they'd wheel him in there in a wheelchair and he'd be totally covered up. Look this up. It's a real thing. Really? Yeah, real thing. Clooney went to fights. One one at least. Remember, like Cindy Crawford went to one, I think. Anyway, um, on this card though. We have a new inductee in the UFC Hall of Fame, um, Anderson Silva. I mean, what do we say, Mike? There probably isn't a Hall of Fame without Anderson Silva. Like, yeah, no, that's uh, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good statement. Did you see the video package at all when they were talking about this? I did not. No. So they were they had a bunch of fighters talking about him. They had um, Leon was there, I think. Jamal was there. Jamal Hill was saying, like, hey, that's one of the reasons I fight. I fight because of this guy. And Izzy was there, of course. Izzy's like, yeah, I fight because like, these guys. All people talk about how much Anderson inspired them, which makes sense because you and me keep talking about our, like, the heyday of Anderson's run, which we will in a moment with fights we like. Fucking, we're about to talk to a fight about a fight from 2011, 12 right. years ago, you know? Um, they talk, they showed the Forrest Griffin knockout, and then they, they talked to Forrest Griffin. Forrest is such a G, man. Forrest doesn't give up. Forrest will talk about anything with you. Um, it's also been so long. Like, Yeah. He knows what happened. He was making jokes about it. Uh, I, dude, you guys will appreciate Forrest Griffin. Maybe would appreciate him if you guys were newer fans. Because For they'd ask Forrest, like, this was all like John Jones has come up. People, like, were talking about maybe he should fight Forrest. And they asked uh, Forrest, is your next fight with John Jones? And he goes, I fucking hope not. I mean, fuck, I'll do it. He literally said it like that. He's like, fuck, I'll do it. But Jesus, I hope not. <laughs> like, Forrest was really self-aware. And, you know, he's on the intro of this podcast because, quite frankly, he was a very nice guy when we met him. Just, it was like a few months after he'd retired. And remember, like, Mark asked him, or one of us asked him, was like, are you, how, uh, how's retirement going? Are you bored yet? He's like, I'm so fucking bored. <laughs> um, explains why he goes to work. I mean, Anderson Silva, Mike, I mean, I know Mount Rushmore is a stupid concept, but, like, this man's one of the greatest of all time. I, you know, we were lucky enough to see Anderson fight. You and me went together at least once. We only Did you only go to one Anderson fight? I'm trying to remember. Um, Yeah, it would have been the fight that we're going to talk about. We didn't go to any other Anderson fights, you and me? I went to him and Chael. I, I only went to one, the one against Vitor. I thought I went to, like, three, and I'm trying to remember the other one. Okay, anyway. Yeah, man deserves the Hall of Fame. I guess this maybe makes you wonder if the whole fighters union him and Jake Paul are working on is not going to work out. Mm -hmm. Kidding. Um, all right. We talked, Mike and I talked about this before the show. Those of you who listen to the podcast a long time, probably surprised this fight isn't in our uh, fights we like. I think we both kind of assumed it was given how much we've talked about it over the years. Anderson Silva versus Vitor Belfort. Um, if you're wondering... Which fight that is? That's that's the front kick one you see in every UFC highlight reel. When he hit Vitor Belfort with a front kick. 
Um, I want to say three minutes into that fight. 325, it looks like. Front kicked him. Uh, no, wasn't it? It was in the second round. No, it was it? the first round. I know this first round because I was holding a I, I made a bet on Anderson Silva by first round knockout. And then I said, no, let me go change it to second round because Anderson doesn't knock people out in the first round. Anderson spends the first round timing you. Yeah, you're right. Motherfucker needed three minutes to timer because nothing was happening for like two and a half minutes before at least like nothing was happening. I remember um, remember the weigh-ins where Anderson was wearing the. Uh, Jabba walkies mask. mask. And we yeah, were there. Yeah, we went yeah. to the weigh-ins and like we didn't know that like Anderson had these grudges he would never talk about in the public. And Anderson had a real thing about fighting rich boys. Like kids who grew up with money. Cause really? like Yeah, because I remember he like remember the Damian Maya fight where he was just shit talking Damian Maya in Portuguese the whole fight? And he kept like apparently what he was calling him like rich boy or something. And Damian Maya afterwards is like, I did not grow up with money. I don't know where Anderson got that impression. <laughs> But Anderson, like, with Vitor, there was some level of, like, there was some beef that Vitor seemed surprised by. Because when the mask came off at the fucking, the Jabawaki's mask came off, and they were nose-to-nose, Anderson was just spitting fire into his face, it looked like. And none of us understood Portuguese. <laughs> and still don't. He looked so angry. And Joe, is that, it's the one where Joe Rogan's just staring in there like, what the fuck's going on here? Why is he so angry? Um... <laughs> Anderson always seemed offended to have to fight Brazilians, too. Remember? Like, why would a Brazilian want to fight me? Right, right. Fucking, he hit that front kick on Vitor, which for the longest time was the greatest knockout we thought anybody, a lot of people said the greatest knockout they'd ever seen. Yeah. Kind of kicked off a wave of front kicks. They're like, Machida got, Machida front kicked uh, Randy, like, a, like was it like a few months later? Like, yeah. it, was a, it was a whole yeah. thing. Like, that was um that was also quite a card. That card did have John Jones getting a title, learning he's gonna get a title shot in three in six weeks off of Ryan Bader win. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Um Yeah, that was also apparently Anderson was not a household name in Brazil before this what? fight. He wasn't. So a lot of people probably think Anderson Silva became a real star after the Chael Sonnen fight, which was uh six months before this. In Oakland, August 2010. He had had been champ for so long at that point. No one, Vitor was a star. Vitor was a star. Vitor was married to a star. His wife's a star in Brazil. Um, I forgot, uh, Joanna Prado. She was like on some soap opera or talk show or whatever. So when he knocked out Vitor, that was a massive, massive thing for Anderson. Like a lot of things came after that fight. Anderson started getting like Nike and Burger King and all that stuff. That was this fight. You know, this is coming off the Chael fight. So, I don't know. I mean, this was, it was also like we weren't sure how much Vitor deserved it. But we all recognize like if Vitor gets him, Vitor can get him. Because Vitor can get anybody. This was, uh, it was very, and then you and me, all of us, we've talked about this. We all had like a five or six fight parlay. And this was the last leg of it. And, you know, it wasn't like we could go run to cash out. Like, and, like, I just remember after Anderson hit the front kick, Mike and I started hugging and jumping up and down. Like, just like, yes, 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 yes. Just so happy that we'd won. Um, I mean, what are your memories from this fight, Mike? It was a long time ago, uh, 12 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was our uh, our last year of law school. It was mm-hmm. my first time going to Vegas um, during spring break. And- no, it was for my birthday. 
That's how I was around February. Well, that was around. That was around. Spring break in February. I believe we has. I, I thought we just we fucked off. Scott, I thought we just fucked we? off for five days. You might be right. I thought we just fucked off. <laughs> I can't remember. I know okay. we fucked off for a lot of days. Mm. Maybe, maybe mm. I. I don't remember. Yeah, but it was around your birthday, um, and first time in Vegas. First time actually sports betting. Mm-hmm. So there was that as well. Uh, all in all, it was it was a great weekend that was capped off by. You know, winning a fair amount of money with that being the, the the capper. I think we covered the cost of the ticket, basically, all of us. Yeah, we pretty much covered the top cost of the ticket. Go to a fight card in Vegas, guys. Uh, Twelve years ago, it was expensive. Now, it's not Yeesh. less expensive. It's not less expensive. Um, much respect if you're trying to go to International Fight Week. All right, much respect. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Um, Anderson Silva in the Hall of Fame. Don't man, good for him. Looks like this class right now is Anderson, Jose, and Jens Pulver, right? So far, I think. Um, I don't know if there's any rules about like how many from each category. I guess Anderson's considered a pot. I don't know. Whatever. He's in the Hall of Fame. I don't think they've announced a fight yet. They. I also thought they do all this all like in July, like at the International Fight Week, right? Isn't that when mm-hmm. they do like the big event? Yes. So but I don't know. Are they gonna? Is he is he on good terms with the UFC? I mean, I think this probably a sign. Do you think he didn't know? Like <laughs> they didn't tell him. I mean, but they I talked to they talked to his son. Right? One of the things people they talked to they talked to his son Gabriel, who speaks you know grew up here. He's like, yeah, nobody he sounds like you and me. Just said like, yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna do what my dad did. Which fuck maybe. There was a feeling you used to get used to get for Anderson Silva fights. Now I'm about to see some shit, you know. <laughs> like I'm about to see some shit. Um. Anyway, um, trying to see if there's any MMA news before we get into um talking about this card for next week. Uh, bu- 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 bu. besides, you know, the Colby nonsense, which I still don't understand what we're doing here, buddy. <laughs> I still didn't understand what we're doing here. Um, Bilal is real angry. Bilal's posting on Reddit. That's the level of unhappiness Bilal's at. He's, he's on Reddit, okay? <laughs> posting on Reddit MMA about the travesty that's taken place. Um, so, anyway. Um, let's talk about uh, this card in, uh, in uh, San Antonio. When I when this was going to be in front of the Apex, Marlon Vera versus Corey Sandhagen, it's the first time so far during this Apex shit that people got angry, where they're like, "You cannot put that fight not in front of a crowd." Because it's it's just a shame. Like it's such a, look. You understand Apex fights are for like the fights where it's, you know, you're just all right. We just need to get these fights out. It's not really people that are even. Anywhere within, like, maybe the top five outside of maybe one fight. But, like, that's way too good a fight to have it in front of absolutely nobody. I mean, we're talking about... They're both right there. Yeah. Right? Like, we're we're, we're right there with both of them. Because um, Marlon has... Marlon's on a four-fight win streak. Uh, five of six. His only his like I mean in his his only losses in the last like five years is he lost that split or he lost this fight he lost the fight to Song Yadong, 
mm-hmm. which he seems to have the stuff he said after the fight. I think Marlon's done some work, like you know, and apologize for that bullshit he said. But also, he didn't lose that fight. I don't think anybody thought he lost that fight. And also, Song is really good, and at the time, people didn't realize how good he was. Besides that, he's got a loss to Aldo. He's fucking people up, man. He is beating people's asses. Um, last fight was when he broke Dominic Cruz's nose in front of Dominic Cruz's friends and family in San Diego. Uh, mm-hmm. Corey Sandhagen just beat Song Yadong. Dr. Stoppage, it was a great win for him coming off of those back-to-back losses. The split loss to TJ, which I think we all were pretty... I thought he won, but it was very close. And then he lost that fight to Peter Yon that was also pretty damn close. Um, Sandhagen is like right there. He's a top five fighter. His weight class is fucking stacked. Um, this is too good of a fight, yeah, to not be in front of a crowd. It's Corey's a slight favorite. I think, honestly, Mike, the bigger cage is helping him in this one. Because if it was in the apex, I think it would favor Marlon. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think I think you're right. Um, in the smaller cage, there, I think it normally helps out the person who has more has more power. There's less places for for the opponent to run. So yeah, I, I think that the fact that there is going to be more maneuverability, it's going to be a boon. If you have to make a pick, and we're not picking these, we might be picking these fights. We don't know right now. But if you had to make a pick right now, which way would you go? I think I would go Cheetah. Yeah, me too. I yeah. think in a five round fight, I think he gets you. I think eventually, because the second half, the, the later parts of every one of his fights, he's really putting it on, guys. Like his first round or so, he's kind of doing measuring distance. He's getting hit a little bit. Round three, round four is when he's going to hit you. I don't know if he finishes Cordy Sandhagen. Cause that's, a, that's a tall order. I think his only finish was when Aljo... Did Aljo choke him out? How did he lose to Aljo? He got choked by Aljo in like 90 seconds. That was his only loss by stoppage. His other losses are all by decision. He lost the decision to TJ, to Jan, and some guy like 10 fights in um, on an LFA card. I'm a believer in Cheeto. Like, I think I think he's right there. I think he's ready. Um, I don't know what's going on because, like, with the title, because I guess Aljo is fighting Henry in May. And O'Malley says he's fighting for a title in July. Uh, I don't know how that's possible. Unless he's going to fight the, the winner of this fight in a interim title fight, which would be wholly unnecessary. Yep. Unless he's, we're all, unless like we all know somehow Aljo or Henry are going to get hurt. Also, he should have to fight Marab. <laughs> so what do he should fight? Because <laughs> Marab just beat Peter Jan's ass. That's, that's the guy he should fight. I don't know, but I think they should, but I, I want to see Cheeto versus O'Malley too, quite frankly, in five round fight. I still take Cheeto. In the rematch, by the way. Um, besides that on this card, Holly Holm hasn't fought. Uh, Holly Holm lost a split to Ketlin Vieira last May. I don't remember that fight on any level. I don't think I watched yeah, it. Yeah, me neither. I didn't think I watched wow, it. Holly, Holly Holm only has 20 professional fights. It feels like she's been around forever. She only has 20 fights. Well, she got in a little bit later. She's 41 years old. You know, she's got, she had a whole boxing career before she got into this, it seems like. Um, she's fighting Yana, uh, Santos, formerly Yana Kunitskaya, um, who's, f- I think this is her first fight. 
since her and Tiago Santos had the kid. Since he had a kid, because, yeah, has to be. She hasn't fought in, like, two years almost. It's a tall order, honestly. Oh, that's why I didn't recognize the name. Yeah. She changed, she changed her last name. Yeah, she's Yana Santos now. I did not know her nickname is Foxy, by the way. I feel that I've never said that. Not once. On any broadcast. It's a good fight there, too, quite frankly. Um, I probably, probably Holly's probably the favorite, right? Yeah. I got to imagine she is considering Yana's also coming off of a three-year hiatus. Um, that's another good one. Is this on the main card? Is Nate Landwehr on the main card? Uh... Do you see? Are you, where are you looking at the card? Because I'm, uh, I'm looking at MMA Junkie. It, uh, it, it does have it on the main card on MMA Junkie. A lot of talk about him, but he's 34 years old. Uh, two straight wins. Taken on a, on Austin Lingo. Lights out Lingo. He's got three knockouts and nine wins. I'm not sure that nickname's appropriate. Got a bunch of decisions so far in his UFC career. One decision lost, two decision wins. This is a fight I'm super interested in, quite frankly, though. Andrea KGB Lee, um, who I think we're, what, who's who's on, who's on a two-boyfriend-slash-partner Nazi streak she's got going, Yeesh. I think. I think that she's got two. I think she's got two straight going on there. Uh, Macy Barber, um, three straight wins for Macy Barber. Um, I think... That loss to Alexa Grasso back in February 2021 is looking a lot better right now, quite frankly. Um, who was her first fight after tearing her knee? Still a lot of promise behind Macy Barber, and she's a little she's a favorite in this one. I think she's probably going to take care of business against Andrea Lee. Um, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, if she gets she's a, she's also still very young. Obviously, her dream of becoming the youngest UFC champ ever is over, but there's still a lot of potential with her. Yeah, it's pretty much impossible now, right? I mean, it's impossible for her. I think. We thought Aaron might have a chance, but she's too old already, right? Aaron Blanchfield? I think so, because John was like, what, 22? I think he was 23, and she already is 23. Yeah. I think I think she'd have to win the title in the next month, basically, for Blanchfield to still to break that record. And then uh, from the undercard, Alex Perez versus uh, Manel Cop is actually pretty good. I'm en- I enjoy Starboy. He's, he's a good fighter. He's got uh, three straight wins in the UFC. Two of those are knockouts. Uh, he's an exciting fighter. So we'll see. Twenty nine years old. There's still a lot of there's a lot behind that dude. I think. I think Manel Cop still got a lot of uh, a lot of potential. If I was in San Antonio, I'd happily go to this. The main event alone is a selling point for me. Five rounds of that fight. Yeah, that is, wouldn't be bad. That would be that'd be fun. They're, they're at the uh, AT and T Center, I think. San Antonio is getting a very good card. Also, youngest woman's champ was Rose Namajunas at age 25. Oh, she might break that. Well, she'd have to really fucking... Aaron might break that, I guess. Aaron Blanchfield could win, could break that one. Youngest women's champ. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I'm I'm super into the main event. It's not. It's a pretty good card overall. I'm kind of curious what Yana Kuniskaya looks like. Um, Yana Santos. Yana Santos coming back because she uh, she's a good fighter, man. I, she kind of you know when you disappear for a while, you uh, get forgotten. But she went off of a loss to um, Irene Aldana, but Irene missed weight by like five fucking pounds. So we'll see. It'll we be all- interesting to see what she comes back with, what she's learned, what she's improved on. That, that weight years. class is also starved for contenders. Like, I think Juliana Pena might end up getting a title shot just by existing again. 
Like it's, can we book Amanda versus Irene Aldana? I'm, I'm. Let's just see if we can ride this Mexican championship wave for another one. Let's just see. <laughs> like, what? Well, we, they were gonna book it. It was gonna happen. Remember, there was all those rumors, and that was gonna be for like the John Jones card. It didn't happen. So I don't know if we're like trying to book Amanda versus uh, Valentina or something. But if not, let's go. Let's yeah. see it. I mean, I don't think she's gonna win necessarily. But fuck, man, I didn't think Alexa was gonna win. You know. Things happen. Um, do we just do stuff we like? I guess. Yeah, then we can wrap it up. I don't think we. I we were, we can't do the Last of Us talks again. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to wait uh, another week. Uh, do you have anything else? As I rack my brain for what I've done. Normally, I spend Monday thinking about yeah. what stuff I like from the previous week. So this Sunday, things really throw in the sauce. Dude, I literally just watched. I watched Last of Us. That's <laughs> what I watched. I watched fighting. Last of Us. I don't even watch. I can't even tell you much about wrestling, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> like that's the thing. Like I, I can't tell you shit. Um, you watching The Mandalorian? Do you have anything to say? New season of The Mandalorian? Uh, I have been watching the the new season of Mandalorian. It's been pretty good. I mean, we can we can spoil The Mandalorian, right? I haven't watched I mean, it. I don't care. Go for oh, it, though. Oh, okay. No, no, I don't I give a fuck. Go for it. That, then. I don't um, care. I guess Go for I'll, it. No, I, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I got one thing um, from wrestling I can talk about. The, the Pillars segment. Oh, that was so good. Why don't you talk about it? All right, about we'll talk that. about it. We both watched it. So when AEW started... A few months in, people started talking about how there's four pillars of AEW, of the young dudes that are on the come up. Um, a lot of it was tied to um, who they brought them in and stuff. But the four guys we talked about, and it's, you know, were Sammy Guevara, uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and Darby Allen. And one of them is world champion, Max. And I said this to Phil. Like before this segment where I said, I think they're going to do all four of them at double or nothing. I think that'd be awesome. Like I think it open. I think Jungle Boy has nothing to do yet. Darby has nothing to do. Sammy's kind of just middling right now. Um, and then they threw them all into a segment on TV on Wednesday. And I thought Sammy did a good job of, of in one segment showing he's like – because he was below these guys I thought recently in terms of like yeah. his work. I thought he did a good job putting himself right in there. Talking about how I fucking worked for this. I've been a wrestler since I was fucking 15. You know, and then he had to make sure he was a heel. So he shit on the crowd just real quickly. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Um, MJF doing a rebar mitzvah. That was Was great. just. Uh, MJF's on fire, man. MJF's on fire. Uh, I do love that he leans and says, yo, I'm Jewish as shit. What's up? Yeah. It's like he basically did he say like Judaism is the correct religion? Sorry, we're the chosen people. Just deal with it, basically. Yeah, he did. That was well done. Like I'm all for everything MJF's doing. You probably shouldn't throw tequila on a child. I thought it was that, that, was, that said, was funny. I honestly I was there. I'm like, if it wasn't tequila, I wouldn't give the slightest of shit. But I probably should have checked. Um, I, I guarantee you. Oh no way! That kid actually got a little hurt, right? Nah, he just, I mean, he was upset, and he got to meet Will Hobbs, and hell, oh, fuck, man, I'll take tequila to the face if I get to meet Will Hobbs afterwards, you I know? feel like, <laughs> I feel like if this kid convinced his mom, hey, let's get front row tickets, right, I gotta assume he knew what he was getting into, like, he had, to there? he had <laughs> to have been stoked, like, holy shit, MJF just threw tequila on me, this is great. Yeah, no, he, they, they, they had to do what they had to do, they gotta get, get, get backstage, man, um, 
Do you think they're doing the four-way at the pay-per-view? Because the pay-per-view is not for yes. two months, yes. though. Yes. It's two and I, a half months. Two months. People, two months. People are stoked for this, all right? Yeah. What? what that would be so great. I, I don't know. I don't know if you would take it off, MJF no. there. He's not taking He's not losing this title. I told you who I think is going to win the title. You don't like it, but I still think I know who's winning this title. Who is it? It's Eddie Kingston. I think you could tell no such a story way. with no but, fucking way. I know you don't like it. Okay, fine. But I think even if you don't want him to win, I think you could tell a good story of that feud, though. I think it'd be a good feud. Because it's also the way MJF always mentions Eddie Edward. He just Eddie uh, Kingston. He always just calls him Edward. He never has like Edward the this. He always he calls Darby a school shooter, which fucking that's, <laughs> wow. that's just funny. Um, he calls like he calls like Jungle Boy Jungle Daddy issues or Jungle Dead Dad or something like he fucking he doesn't say anything about Eddie, about Eddie Kingston besides calling him Edward. And I think it'd be such a good story, but. I don't know. I mean, I do you really believe he's not under he doesn't have a contract extension? Do you believe he's working without like on like his contract's really up? Because uh, I don't know. I don't know if they give him all this. They let him beat these guys. Like they could have just iced him for I mean I mean then again, I don't know. Like there's no way they would they would have done that. He was too big he was too big of a star for them. Do, do you it think, is possible. They thought they were gonna get a CM Punk feud also. Because remember he came back to interrupt CM Punk when CM Punk got the title back and the CM Punk that whole situation, I, I like. I like that AEW because, like, I remember after the Revolution pay per view, I was. Uh, I think we were talking like, man, all the young guys won these fights. Like, they gave it to all the like every match was like the younger, the not even the younger, even like younger as much as like the newer talent. Like Ricky mm-hmm. beat Jericho, Hangman beat Mox, uh, J- Jungle Boy beat Christian, um, MJF beat Brian. Um, like. The elite lost to the House of Black. It was like a whole bunch of like the young, like the guns kept the title. It was a lot of young cats. It was about like the new generation. So, right. I'd love, I think the four way would be badass. I think that'd be, I think you go four way. I'd like elimination style, but I think MJF's cheating ways really lends itself to like him getting a bullshit win on one of these motherfuckers. Like, you know, he's going to fucking, it's either going to be Darby or fucking uh, Jungle Boy. He's going to crack him with some bullshit. Like, oxygen tank or ring or brass knucks or he's gonna hit him with sammy's something and like he's gonna win somehow like that <laughs> like you know it's coming um i don't know i think that'd be cool I, I i like it no i agree what do you think of uh bcc going heel because i'm into it uh who's bcc oh, uh, uh, combat club uh mox and the boys i like that so is is uh what's his name still there is brian danielson still a part of that group i don't know brian said he's going home after he lost like the whole thing are like you'd be with his kids or something because it, it seems like they're um like they're just making the uh blackpool combat club uh um claudio um wheeler yuda and and mox now well it seems like they're because you saw that segment where like they were going to go after Hangman, and then Hangman got backed up by the Bucks and um, Kenny. I think we're getting to blood and guts soon. So, like, they need a fourth if you're going to go four versus four. So, I don't know. But then we also have, like, they just re-signed Stu to come back. I saw that. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big Stu guy. I like Stu. So, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. What if they go, like, they could go three-way. Like, like three versus three versus three in the mm-hmm. uh, match. You could do like Hangman and uh, Uno and Dos. Evil Uno. That's what that's what Stu was. Dos. Um, 
Those two, and then you do like the three BCC guys, and you do the Kenny and the Bucks. That'd be fun. I mean, that's all. That actually, all that sounds very cool. Also, can we get another stadium match? I know that was only like a pandemic thing, but like the stadium stampede was like, like outside the Anarchy in the Arena match, one of my favorite AEW like nonsense match. <laughs> I don't think uh, you can't overdo a stadium stampede. Like it has to be something where it's. Like every so often, you, when, you can't have that every year. When Sammy was running from the horse, it is among the funniest things I've ever seen in wrestling. <laughs> Just running for his life from the horse. Oh, and the golf cart. That was another one. What happened to Sammy getting run over or something every week? That was a good gimmick. Let's do that. Um, I mean, that's got to hurt, though. Yeah, Sammy's got to take care of himself. All right. And then um, one last thing I'm very excited for Big Stokely taking on Hook. I am the biggest Stokely Hathaway fan in the world. Him saying that his, he needs to get some supplements from Mexico, give him seven weeks, and he'll look like 1992 Ron Simmons was like <laughs> I was dying laughing at that. Um, that was that was wonderful. Um, I guess we can talk about Last of Us next week, man. It's now been a couple of weeks. I just actually just watched the finale uh, yesterday, and I did not know the end of the game. I knew that people had been debating the end of the game. And we'll get into the details of this, I guess, when Mark's back. But yeah. I understood. I knew there was a debate, and I never really delved into it. And my logic was never like, one day there'll be a show. I was like, oh, maybe I'll play this game one day. Um, I am excited to see uh, where they go. Just quick question: Does the second season, does the second game take place much later in the time arc? There, there is a time skip. So yeah. people are saying that they might need to find a way to make Bella look a little older. No. Well, they already they did things. Well, I don't know if they did it or if B Bella Ramsey did that herself, but um, you could tell they dressed her a little younger in the show. Oh yeah. First, Bella, Bella Ramsey is nineteen. Yeah. In real life, when she filmed this, I'm assuming she was like seventeen. So uh -huh. she's already matured a bit, you know, since then. And in the show, she was wearing uh like a like a chest constrictor. Uh -huh. I don't know if that's because she's uh, she's gender fluid or if she did that so that she can look younger in the show. She was also dressed like ponytail and like a jumper type out. I mean, she looked like she was 15. They, I think, honestly, they're just going to put her, have her, put her but, hair down, put some makeup on to make thing. her look older. In, in the, in the second game, Ellie is basically Bella Ramsey's age now. She's about 18 or 19 years old in the game. So, she's, yeah, she looks like what she looks like. She is non-binary. That's how she refers to herself. However, mm -hmm. her character is not non-binary anyway. So, like, she'll probably just dress however, you know, what she does in the game. Like a 20-year-old in the game. It's, it, it's not like they dress her very... It's not like they dress her womanly in the second game. That's fair, but I mean, like... She, she She's in a t-shirt and a shirt for, like, most of the... Pretty much all of the game. Mm, fair enough. Guess we'll see. Um... And we'll get into the details, but I really enjoyed that show, man. They did a good job. It's my favorite HBO show since since Watchmen. Dude, remember one Watchmen? Remember Watchmen when it was out? Every week, this podcast was just like, "Oh my fucking god, this show's so good! <laughs> this show's so good, dude!" Spoil, folks are listening. We almost made a whole new podcast where we were gonna do like a season of a show. Remember? And yeah. like, and I and the and I, this, I still have this idea. And I think I can still sell Cephon on it, which was like, we start with Watchmen. Like, because we're able, we know it ends. Like, we know the whole thing. We've all read the book and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. 
basically, at the end of our Blast of Us discussion here, I'm just going to say, you should go home, get on HBO Max, and watch Watchmen. It's a one-season show. Get online, read the companion, read the, read the companion, P, uh, was it the, the PD files? Do the whole thing. Um, all right. Um, that's it for this week. Um, we expect the podcast next week to be at its regular time. This one's dropping on a Sunday. The, as usual, the other one will drop very late Monday nights or early Tuesday morning, depending on where you are and when you're listening. Um, I want to wish all my uh, fellow persons out there a happy new year. Wish everybody a happy spring is indication of uh, Persian New Year. I hope uh, everybody's staying safe out there. And hey, man, um, make sure you tell everybody, tell the people you love that you love them, you know, and uh, nobody, everybody keep your head on a swivel on Tuesday. Just saying. There's some crazies out there who want to overthrow the government. All right. Till then, it's Dr. Law. That was Lavender Gooms. Shout out to our boy DJ Mark. See y'all next week. Peace. See ya. What am I going to do for the rest of my Sunday? I got to go to the airport, bro. Drive to the airport. Said I'd be at the house. But that's you. I'm talking about me. It's fucking, it was like, we're randomly raining today, too. Makes no sense. It was like 70 yesterday. We're so close to being done with this shit. Feels (laughs) like. So close. But, yeah. Four-way match at double or nothing. That'd be sick. That'd be fucking sick. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.